AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. This is the place to be if you're ready for the best podcasts of the paranormal. Curious and sometimes unexplained. Now listen to this. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Joshua P. Warren, and each week on this show, I'll be bringing you brand new, mind-blowing content, news, exercises, and weird experiments you can do at home, and a lot more on this edition of the program, Secrets to Unlock Your Inner Genius. How good does that sound? Now, this is one of those topics that actually can, can become quite complex and deep. So it's a challenge to talk about it, but I like a challenge. So here we go. What do you think of when you hear the word genius? Do you just think of an intelligent person who makes good decisions? Or do you think of maybe an almost supernaturally intelligent person, someone who has uh, an encyclopedic brain Uh, Lots of data stored in there, that kind of thing. Or do you think of a genius as being a person who is almost like a channel who sometimes receives a, a flash of insight? You know what they call like a flash of genius. Insight beyond everyone else that just seems to come out of nowhere. Well, if we go and we just look at the basic definition of genius At the almighty Wikipedia, it says genius is a characteristic of original and exceptional insight in the performance of some art or endeavor that surpasses expectations, sets new standards for the future, establishes better methods of operation, 
or remains outside the capabilities of competitors. And then it basically goes on to say, there is no scientifically precise definition of genius. They talk about some experts who have studied this. And according to one uh, expert, it says the most common trait that actually defines a genius may be the extraordinary ability to apply creativity and imaginative thinking to almost any situation. Wow. So it's kind of rough around the edges. I think we might overuse the word genius, though. I've always sensed that. You, you hear people say, Oh, look at this, you know, this, I, I don't want to point anybody out, but like an actor or a singer, whether or a songwriter or some, even uh, people who work with, you know, very technical engineering things. You know, this is a genius, but, uh, is it, is a genius really, uh, somebody who comes up directly with his or her own material or somebody who can go out and organize a team of people to come up with? I mean, like there are all kinds of different ways to look at this. So. You might be surprised to find that if you go back to some of the earliest thoughts and earliest references to genius, that there are almost like two very different uh, versions, because what I just gave you here is something that's sort of related to what we think of in the modern days, the modern time as 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 what a genius might be. But if you go back thousands of years, the ancient Romans, they used the word genius in a similar way, but uh, a very different way, at least um, different compared to how we feel about that word now. I mean, what I'm about to share with you, if you don't know this, I mean, it seems really weird these days. In the Roman religion, the genius is the individual instance of a general divine nature that is present in every individual person, place, or thing. Now, that, that's kind of interesting right off the bat, because before I continue, I was just saying that in the modern day, we use the word genius, and sometimes you're like, well, come on, that person's not a genius, you know, because... Maybe this person didn't live up to this expectation. But the Romans, they actually felt that every person had a genius. But what exactly does that mean? Well, it goes on to say here that much like a guardian angel, the genius would follow each man and a man, woman, you know how it goes, uh, from the hour of birth until the day of death. Okay, so now we're talking about something that seems almost like uh, a companion spirit. And this companion spirit is there to uh, sort of guide you and, and help you in certain ways, but it gets weirder than that. Um, if we go back and we look at the origin of this word, uh, they say that it the, the Latin origin goes back to household guardian spirit, also uh, innate power of a clan or a tribe or a people. And as I mentioned, the Romans felt that not only people had a genius, but a location has a genius. They called it uh, genius loci or, or loci. I don't know how you pronounce it. But let me try to give you an example of how the Romans felt about this. There in, in early Roman literature, there was this writer named Plautus, and he's describing how one character is making fun of another character. And he says, your father is so greedy that he uses cheap wares and goods in sacrifices to his own genius so as not to tempt the genius to steal it. Okay, so that was their idea of how to incorporate this concept into a joke. And it says, in that passage, you can see the genius is not identical to the person, 
because th- that joke wouldn't make sense. However, the genius has the same character as the person. The implication being like person, like genius. See, this is really, this is really weird stuff. So it's kind of like that you have, again, maybe some kind of a, of a guardian angel type figure there that's connected with you for life. And it has a lot of your characteristics, but it actually is its own separate being as well. And so there are certain powers that you can get from the genius, which are, you know, sort of supernatural moments because you're, I guess you're, you're kind of channeling the genius through you, which is why you kind of behave like the genius. So in this case, it's like, well, you know, your dad's so greedy. I guess his genius is greedy. And so he's, you know, uh, hiding stuff from his own genius. So his genius won't steal it. I told you this was going to get kind of weird and complicated. So hopefully you find this interesting because it's one of those things you have to just sort of try to envision as some kind of a model. Like, here's how I was thinking of it. I've talked before on this show about the idea of creating something like a minion. And a minion is where you create a character that you project from your mind that's sort of like a tulpa. And you give it uh, a job to do and you envision that it is a separate independent being uh, a, a servitor is what some people would also call it and then once you do that um you treat it as if it's a different being that's doing a task and it's working with you and you're helping each other and you do make sacrifices to it and that kind of thing and even though it's separate from you you did create it so it is in essence a part of you as well so think if um you are kind of like this, uh, you are one half of this being and the half that we see is what we call the human, but your, your twin here next to you that we can't see is your genius that's following you around all the time. And so the genius has a lot of your qualities and vice versa. And so we each have the ability to tap into the power of that genius and channel it. And this is a whole other way of envisioning um, the, something like a soul or a spirit uh, and how that, that thing can enhance your intelligence and your ability to succeed or fail in the world. Now, when we come back from our break here, I'm going to share with you uh, this really, I think, obscure bit of knowledge. It's a, it's a technique that I learned when I was a kid that will allow you to tap into a part of your brain and I think pull off some really surprising feats, things that surprise people so much. I used to get up in front of class at school and perform this like I was performing a magic trick and people would just be in awe. And it has to do with tying into this whole idea of like, what is a a genius and how can you unlock something in your brain? I know it's a weird show, but it's called Strange Things. And uh, by the way, you know what? Um, Sometimes I decide to just go to subscribers at my free e-newsletter and I say, guess what? I'm giving $500 to the first person who replies to this email. And I do it. And everybody who doesn't know me says, he's been hacked. But no, I haven't been hacked. Uh, I do it. You know, you got to have PayPal or or Zelle or something like that. And and I do stuff like that. I send out all kinds of free goodies. I I invite you to participate in experiments online with me that are a lot of fun. And I'm going to be doing a bunch of that coming up very soon this year. But you got to subscribe to my free e-newsletter. And when you do that, you'll instantly receive an automated newsletter or an automated email from me with links to some free online gifts, just like a free digital good luck charm. So do it right now, joshuapwarren.com. And on the homepage, you'll see where you put in your email address. Hit the submit button. It takes two seconds and you'll be subscribing to the newsletter. I am Joshua P. Warren, and you're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
Hang on, Josh will be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash strange things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash strange things. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM, and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, it's Dr. Sky. Keep it right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, the Wizard of Weird, Joshua P. Warren, beaming into your wormhole brain from my studio in Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada, where every day is golden and every night is silver. Agitato Zume! And this technique that I'm about to share with you that I learned when I was a kid. It's, it's pretty weird. And I don't, I'm not sure <laughs> how well this is going to come across in a podcast. I've never tried to talk about this before. So we'll see how it goes. All right. But first I want to mention this briefly. Yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine who is also a podcaster but he works for a different company and he was telling me that he is always on his podcast telling his listeners please if you like the show don't binge listen and i said what what exactly are you talking about and he said well he said when when a show comes out if you don't 
listen to it right then and you just wait like a month and then you say, oh, I'm going to listen to a bunch of them all at once. He says, you know, that's a binge listen. And he said that the algorithms that determine the success of the show, in his case, give him like 30 days. And so basically, if if something isn't listened to within 30 days, it doesn't count. It's like that the listen didn't happen. That's my understanding. And so he's telling people like, please, if you like this show, don't binge listen, listen to each one as it comes out. And also there may be information in there that's, you know, valid for a limited time that you want to take advantage of, et cetera. And I never really thought about all that because I do this show and then I hand it over to the smart people and they do all the advertising and promotion. And I just, you know, I don't know anything about how the algorithms work. So I don't know if that applies to this show, but I figure he says, you better tell your listeners because if the algorithm says that you're not meeting certain, you know, standards, he says, you know, someday, boom, your show is gone. AI is kicking in. And uh, so you might lose your favorite podcast if you don't listen as the podcasts come out, if you decide to save them all up for a you know, rainy day and binge listen. So no binge listening. All right. Now let's get back to the topic at hand. Uh, okay. When I was a kid, I was introduced to this interesting course. My father has always loved to read and his father always loved to read. My father is Danny Warren. My grandfather was Frank Warren. And one day, and of course, they would trade books back and forth. And so uh, one day my dad came home and he had this little box set that was obviously made long before I was born. And uh, it was like uh, it was like a seven booklet course. And it was about how to have superhuman memory skills. And. It, and my dad read through it, but he was like mildly interested. And then he, he gave it to me and said, maybe you'll enjoy this. And I really enjoyed it. And I picked right up on it and I thought it was the coolest thing. And I'm about to tell you the, the technique that I learned from this. Cause you know, sometimes you see people who, who do these feats of memory that are just incredible and you go, that, that's inhuman. That must be some kind of genius there. Right. And, uh, and I'll tell you in a minute why I'm talking about you know, like memory as being related to the modern version of genius, as opposed to like what the ancient Romans were talking about. And so, uh, my, my dad, um, so he gave me these books to read and the fun, here's the funny thing. This is, I hate to say this. I'm about to tell you this technique I learned from this course on memory, but I, I don't, I'm not sure if I can remember the name of the course. <laughs> I think it was called, you can remember, uh, by a man named Bruno first. I think that's what it was, but I'm not 100% sure. I'd like to go back and find that course, but it, here's what this course taught. And this, again, this is really weird. So try to stay with me here through, through your ears on this. Uh, he would portray in this booklet a, a picture, like a little cartoon associated with a word and a number. And he said, I want you to remember this as a reference point. So we're going to do this together right now. Okay. Try to remember what I'm about to tell you. Number one is T, T E A. And, uh, that is all you need to remember. Okay. Number one represents Tea, like a cup of tea, all right? Number two has a word associated with it, and that is Noah. Okay, like Noah's Ark. There's a picture of Noah's Ark in your brain. So what was number one? Number one was tea, like a cup of tea. And what was number two? It's Noah. We all know who Noah was. Number three is May, M-A-Y. And I guess the guy who wrote this is European because he had a picture there of a maypole, which I never really messed around with maypoles growing up here in the U.S., but 
basically, you know, a maypole is is like this painted pole decorated with flowers around which people kind of traditionally dance on May Day. And they're holding these big, long ribbons that are attached to the top of the pole. I don't understand it. Like I say, I never did that. So what was the first one? What was number one? It was T. What was number two? Noah. And what was number three? May. All right. So now you have, we have a list of three things right there. So now I want you to remember three words that I give you. Here's word number one. And this could be anything in the world, any object, any concept. We'll just, we'll just keep it at like, I don't know, physical things. Here's, here's the, 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 the T, Noah, and May are our reference words. But now I'm going to give you a new set of words. Car, basketball, and Santa Claus. And I, that's the list I want you to remember is car, basketball, and Santa Claus. And so here's how you remember car, basketball, and Santa Claus. Our first word is T. So if I want you to remember the word car, you have to have this image in your head of something like a man in a car drinking a cup of tea. So just envision that like a man in a car drinking a cup of tea. And then number two, our number two word is Noah. So if I tell you, I want you to remember the word basketball as your second word. Well, now you just have a little cartoon in your head of like Noah running around playing basketball on the ark or something like that. We know that our reference word number three is may like a maypole. And I told you, well, I want you to remember the word Santa Claus. So how do you remember Santa Claus? Okay. Well, picture something like Santa Claus running around swinging presents around the maypole. So now I can come to you and I can say to you, all right, uh, what was your second word? And you might say, uh, well, let's see. My reference word is Noah and Noah. Oh yeah. Noah was playing basketball on the ark. So my word is basketball. Okay. And, or then I'm, then I might say, okay, well, what, what, uh, what was your first word? And you go, uh, well, let's see. My reference word is tea. Oh yeah. Uh, it's car because there's a man in a car drinking a cup of tea. Okay. And so th- you start. I can go on and on, but these are examples of how you have, if you have a set of reference words in your mind that you, you memorize however you need to, then anytime you need to memorize something new, you associate it with that reference word. So instead of me asking you for, you know, the word, now I could turn it around and I could be like, okay, what was your first word? And you go that I wanted you to remember. And you say it was car because you remember that it's, the guy in the car drinking the tea. All right. I know this may sound very confusing on a podcast, but believe it or not, if you have a set of reference words that you memorize and you can associate things with that set of references, you can list off up to, well, I did it for 100 words. Okay. I, I memorized a list of 100 reference words And after that, I could stand up in front of a classroom and you could give me, this would take a whole class. You could give me a hundred words. Every kid would give me a word. I'd just go around and they'd give me the word and I'd, and I'd associate it in my head with that reference word. And then when they were done, I could sit down and then I could say, tell me which number. And they say, what, what was word number 65? And I tell them the word or they could say, well, what number was baseball and i go that was number four and it was just like and it was almost like a supernatural ability okay by the way you may hear a dog barking that's because my pool boy is here and uh there's a dog excited he's actually he's a he's a pool man really but uh my wife calls him the pool boy i don't know if that's good or not um okay i know that sounded a little confusing but i promise you i'm getting somewhere with this And when we come back from this break, all these things will just tie in together beautifully 
and you're going to have some light bulbs go off and you're going to begin to understand something about unlocking the secrets to your inner genius. There are different approaches to it. And some are more complicated than others, but stick around. You'll see what I mean. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be back after these important messages. Hang in there. Josh is coming right back on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Take us with you anywhere. This is the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. Please make sure and check out my show, Shades of the Afterlife, heard right here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Joshua P. Warren, and this is the show where the unusual becomes usual. I know that was tricky to keep up with on a podcast, me explaining this technique that I learned so that I could memorize this long list of random words and then wipe the slate clean and do it all again and mystify people. I guarantee you, though, if you were sitting next to me and we had a pen and a piece of paper, I could I could teach this to you and you go, oh, OK, I get it. Yeah, that's I understand. And But right now you're probably thinking, well, that's really interesting, Joshua. But what does you memorizing a big, long list of words have to do with uh, me unlocking my inner genius. Well, just hang on. I, I, I promise you, I'm going to explain that. I'm going to get to it. I'm slowly, I'm slowly building my case here. Um, of course, what I'm talking about when I gave you that example with lists is what a lot of you know is mnemonic aids or something like that. A mnemonic device. Some just call it a memory device is any learning technique that aids information retention or retrieval in the human memory, often by associating the information with something else that is easier to remember. So there are all kinds of examples of this, like, for example, if you're a science geek like I am, uh, Roy G. Biv is something that you may have learned. And that is a name 
in the in your mind, Roy G. Biv. But who is Roy G. Biv? Well, that allows you to remember the order of the colors in the spectrum. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Okay, stuff like that would be considered a mnemonic aid or a mnemonic device. And when it comes to um, this idea of, of the mnemonic, well, for one thing, everything in life can be proved, uh, can be uh, improved with some form of mnemonics because you will be able to recite more information that will help you make better decisions. And you will be able to possibly connect simple concepts to larger concepts so that you can manage them and use them more strategically in your life. So, for example, going back to Roy G. Biv, if I am doing an experiment and I am trying to figure out if I need a higher frequency or a lower frequency, and I remember that, you know, the order goes from red being on the low end and violet being on the high end, well, then that's something I can put into practice. So... Does this kind of thinking uh, that we call modern intelligence and or genius in this modern time really have more to do with mnemonics than you would possibly imagine? This is the big point that I'm working my way toward, because, yes, I'm telling you, you can associate things that you remember, things that are, are familiar to you with things that are unfamiliar, and that gives you a gateway to start uh, learning about those things that are unfamiliar. Here's what I mean by that. Let's take Albert Einstein. Everybody says Albert Einstein was one of the greatest geniuses ever. I don't think anybody... Actually, I did watch one guy with a YouTube video who said he disagreed. <laughs> There's always that one guy. But I think everybody agrees Einstein was was a genius. And but he, he was still just a human being. So how is he supposed to understand what relativity is when it's not something that we directly experience the way that he was describing it? Well, instead, he started imagining something he could relate to riding on a train. So he said, you know, if I'm on a train and I'm going down the track in one direction and then next to me is another train that's parallel to my train, and I look out the window, and I see this guy sitting in the window of the other train, and we're moving at the same rate, well, we look like we're standing still, but if he starts to pull ahead or whatever, then now we're changing the relationship, so he, he started working it out that way, and he was able to take it so far to, like, who can imagine really what a beam of light is? I don't think we can imagine that, so for him to understand all of these equations Instead of him trying to take light and look at it and sit there and, like, figure out what light is, he would sit there and sometimes for days with his eyes closed. And he would imagine that he was riding on a beam of light, much like a cowboy on a horse or something like that, and what that experience would be like and what the relationship to the things around him would be. And so he started taking these big concepts that nobody could understand, but he was able to uh, get a handle on on them and start understanding them because he associated them with things that he was already familiar with. And when he did that, everybody's like, how, how could you possibly be such a genius? It's because he was able to find that connection or the idea uh, of Newton's apple. Uh, you know, helping figure out what gravity is, what you can't see gravity. You don't feel this force pulling you down on the earth like a magnet. But there is a force like that. And I know that the Newton's apple thing is exaggerated. He was actually studying the motion of, of comets like Halley's Comet. But still, you know, he this idea of of connecting it to something simpler goes all the way back, of course, thousands of years, not just to scientific thinking of genius, but also the genius that we associate with ascended masters like Jesus, who would teach advanced spiritual concepts using parables and campfire stories like the good Samaritan or the prodigal son. And when you start digging into how that we can start to connect with these much larger, almost, you know, shocking levels of understanding by associating them with something that we, 
we can grasp. It falls, I think, into this realm of what is called ontology. And I've talked about this before. If you really want to to dig into some deep thought provoking stuff, look up ontology and in information science. Ontology is about the representation, the formal naming and definitions of categories, properties, relationships between concepts and data or entities that pertain to one, many, or all domains of conversation. In fact, in metaphysics, the word is used a little bit differently. It's the philosophical study of what entities exist and how they're grouped into categories and how they relate to one another and the most sort of fundamental connections. And we're not talking necessarily about it having to be a certain physical thing. I'm talking about abstract concepts and thought forms that you can group together and manage them as if they are physical objects in order to start making progress. And if you want to unlock your inner inner genius, if there's something you don't understand, find a way of associating it with something that you do understand. The brain tends to function better in most people when concepts are turned into mental images. And often the more outrageous the connections, the better. Kind of like with, you know, the Noah playing basketball on the ark, you know, I, 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 I'm sure you can still probably remember what number was that on the list? What number was basketball on the list? It was number two because number two is the Noah reference and you, you saw Noah playing basketball. That's how it works. And you know what? Now listen to this. If you think that I, I'm, I'm giving you flawed information. According to NPR, the current world record holder for reciting the digits of pi, which, you know, pi is an infinite number, is a guy named Suresh Kumar Sharma. And he is a former vegetable seller from India. Okay, this is not a guy who teaches at some big college. The guy who sells sold vegetables in India, he was able to recite Get a load of this. Here's how many digits he got correct reciting pi. 70,030 digits of pi in 17 hours. And they ask him, how did you do this to win this record? And he said, by associating each number with an image. So whether you think of the genius as the Romans did, as an advanced spirit that is connected to you, but also acting separately, something you can channel, or as a way to train your brain to be better at retaining and processing information. There are different ways you can do this. The Roman way involves perhaps invocation, like speaking with a guardian angel, or or even as if you are attempting to create your own minion, as I talked about in episode one of this whole Strange Things podcast back in the day. Asking this minion to grant you gifts that make you seem more advanced than others, even if it's temporarily. And the modern way, I think, has to do with your ability to associate things you don't understand with things that you do understand in a way that makes them both more aligned. Now, look, I could sit here and I could give you tons of lessons on this. We could talk all day. It'd be like an eight hour course, but this is a podcast. So hopefully I have wet your beak on this and you can see how this will lead you down the path of tapping into different concepts of your inner genius. We're up on a break. When we come back, I have a story I want to share with you. Speaking of like guardian angels and all that, I have a story about an encounter with an angel, but I bet It's not going to be the kind of angel that you have in mind most of the time. This is one of my favorite little stories, that and more when we return. I'm Joshua P. Warren. You're listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And I will be right back.
keep it here on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. The Wizard of Weird will be right back. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. We are happy to announce that our Coast to Coast AM official YouTube channel has now reached over 300,000 subscribers. You can listen to the first hour of recent and past shows for free. So head on over to the coasttocoastam.com website and hit the YouTube icon at the top of the page. This is free show audio, so don't wait. Coasttocoastam.com is where you want to be. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey everyone, it's producer Tom of Coast to Coast AM, and more of The Wizard of Weird starts right now. Welcome back to the final segment of this edition of Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. I am your host, Joshua P. Warren, and yes, it is official. My new compilation book is out. It took over two years to get stories and put it together. It's called Amazing Happy Endings, True Stories to Make You Smile. And here's what the back of the book says. Need a smile today? Well, as an international podcaster, Warren asked his listeners to send him stories. There were only four rules. Number one, your story must be true. Number two, your story must be short, ideally no more than a few paragraphs. Number three, your story must be amazing. And number four, your story must have a happy ending. Here is what he has received so far. And I figure uh, now that I'm holding a finished copy in my hands because it's available on Amazon as a print book, as a hardback, it's uh, you can get it as a Kindle. I even read the whole thing as an audio book and you can get that at Audible. You, I think you could even get it for free if you're new to Audible. Uh, I, I figure, you know, I'll read you uh, just a couple of short tales that I love from this book because I I read some early on back before this book what well, you we know, like pretty much when I was putting it together I read some of the submissions but this gives you an idea of the kinds of stories in this compilation book this was sent to me by Tim Watson who is a printer living in uh, Pennsylvania here in the USA and this occurred in 2015 he said I live in a quiet peaceful neighborhood We allowed our dog, an 85-pound collie, free reign of our yard. She knew her boundaries and stayed within our property. One summer night, our neighbor, an elderly woman living alone, heard noise coming from outside. She looked out the window and saw a man with a screwdriver trying to pry open the door. 
Terrified, she ran to her basement and barricaded herself in a room. Quaking with fear, she dropped to her knees and prayed for an angel to save her. Within minutes, my dog ran barking and snarling at the intruder, who quickly dropped the screwdriver and ran off, never to return. By the way, my dog's name is Angel. Isn't that great? <laughs> this is the kind of story that that is in this book. And some of them are like really weird. But here's another one I'll share with you because it's short. All right. This is uh, this is from Brenda Hartman. Uh, Brenda Hartman. She is retired. She's in Ole, Pennsylvania, here in the USA. And this occurred in 2023. She said, in line at the pharmacy, I felt around in my pants pockets to get my credit card in hand because I was next in line. Oddly, I could not feel it in any of my pockets. So I stepped out of line, figuring I had to go back out to my car to retrieve it. As soon as I got out of line, I felt it in my pocket. Strange, I thought. In the meantime, a very aged gentleman who was behind me got my place in line and was now at the counter. I stepped back in line. As the cashier got ready to ring up the man's order, he said to her, quote, I hope it doesn't cost anything because... I forgot my wallet and I've got to get to the hospital to see my wife, end quote. The cashier then informed him that his bill was five dollars and some cents. I knew then why this had happened, that I had to step out of line so that gentleman could go next, and I paid for his meds. I tell everyone that not to brag on myself just telling it because of the way it happened. And one of the reasons that I love that story is because, you know, people sent me stories of just like simple moments in life like that. It's like, yes, there are stories where big grandiose things happen, you know, like one person won a car and or, or, you know, one person got this dream job working at Disneyland, you know, big things are in this book as well. But there are all these little moments like that. And there are some weird stories that just make you scratch your head. And yes, there's some like interdimensional stuff and alien stuff and a lot of, you know, there's, there's, there's some cryptid stuff. And I mean, I'm just really happy with how this turned out. And I, I want this to become a series. So go to amazinghappyendings.com, amazinghappyendings.com. At the top of the page there, you'll see links. That'll make it easy for you. Links to the Amazon page that has the printed book, the hardback, or the Kindle. Or uh, there's also a link to the Audible audiobook where you can hear me read the whole thing to you. It's like listening to a big, long podcast, but no commercials. So if you like listening to this show, why would you not go and do that? And I made the price on this so cheap that I'm making less than a dollar per book on these. And I'm giving a good chunk of that to some of my favorite charities. And so this is not like a big money making thing. This is stuff to just make us all feel good. And I want to turn it into a series. And I'm, if you like this, please also leave a five star review there at Amazon or at Audible, where it might also be available in some other places. I don't know if it's on iTunes. I'm just not sure. Um, but uh, leave us a five star review if you want the series to continue. So I'm happy to have that out. And I thank so much every single person who contributed to this book. All of them get a free copy of the book. Um, and we're sending those out as, as soon as you know Amazon gets everything printed. So happy to tell you that you now can listen to or read Amazing Happy Endings, AmazingHappyEndings.com. You know, before we wrap up here, I... I have this story that I want to share with you. Once in a while, I just share some kind of like wacky off the wall story from my life that I think that you might find interesting. And I call this segment mental manna. Now, of course, living here in Las Vegas, occasionally I will go to a casino and I've never gone to a casino and been like 
ridiculous and lost all my money. I mean, I go in and, you know, if I can, I start with like a $20 bill and try to work my way up from there. And sometimes you get really lucky. You, I mean, you put in a $20 bill and you win thousands of dollars. So I don't go crazy, but I like to sit down and play at the roulette wheel. If you don't know really much about the roulette wheel, well, look, a roulette wheel, um, you, you know, you can bet on numbers or colors or different zones of the wheel uh, and but a lot of people just bet on colors there's only three colors on a roulette wheel there's green there are only two spaces that are green on a normal u.s roulette wheel and all the other spaces are either red or black so if you bet on red or black it's almost like a 50 50 bet right but then there's always that possibility it can be green so a lot of people sit down and I do this all the time and you'll bet on red or black. So you have an almost 50, 50 chance and, and you double your money. If, if you get that right, everybody hates it though. If you hit green, cause then you lose everything. So back when I was living in Puerto Rico, I was hanging out with my buddy Ellis and yes, that's his real name. And I don't think he, it would hurt his feelings for me to tell this story. So I was like, I love Ellis. He's a super intelligent guy. Um, but I got to make fun of him a little bit here. So Ellis and I, and he, he, we'd been to the casino before and we gambled together. So we go and we sit down at a roulette wheel and you know things seem to be going okay. And at one point, so he takes out, uh, two chips. Each chip is worth a dollar and he puts, one dollar he puts one dollar on red and one dollar on black okay now when you do that it's impossible to gain anything because there are only three colors red black and green so if it's green he loses both of them if it's red well he loses one and gets one and if it's black he loses one and gets one so in the best case scenario nothing happens and in, and in the only other possible scenario, you just lose both of your dollars. So anyway, Ellis does this. He sits down. It's the only time in my life I've ever seen anybody do this. I don't even think a three-year-old will do that. He puts one on red and one on black. And the dealer looks and says, you're not accomplishing anything here. <laughs> and Ellis just blows him off with a smirk and says, this is just the way I like to do things. And the dealer just looked at me and I shrugged. So he spun the wheel says, okay, it hit red. So he took $1 from black for Ellis and gave Ellis $1 for red. <laughs> what is the meaning of this story? I have never figured it out. And I thought of that the other day. <laughs> when I was sitting at the roulette wheel. All right, enough fun for now. Time to relax, take a deep breath, envision positive things. Here is the good fortune tone. That's it for this edition of the show. Follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. Plus, visit JoshuaPWarren.com to sign up for my free e-newsletter to receive a free instant gift and check out the cool stuff in the Curiosity Shop all at JoshuaPWarren.com. I have a fun one lined up for you next time, I promise. So please tell all your friends to subscribe to this show and to always remember the golden rule. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your interest and support. Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon. You've been listening to Strange Things on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Well, if you like this episode of Strange Things, wait till you hear the next one. Thank you for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.